Good evening, beloved. Welcome, those who are new, uh, to the ones hearing us online. Uh, I have a link below this video. And if you click on the link, it's going to uh, open up to a PDF file that has all the scripture references that I'm sharing today. Uh, so today I want to share about ministry because I just stepped out. Uh, some of you know I'd gone to Punjab. And uh, I had an awesome time of ministry up in the north, uh, met all the brethren, uh, you know, they, they know their sons, uh, and just uh, sowing the seed in them, okay, and the life. Uh, so today I want to talk about ministry, yeah, by some people, what is ministry and does ministry mean that you have to go and do the same things that I am doing, okay, and uh, so let's get directly into the word with that, okay, and um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to open up so many things for you. It's going to help you see what God has called you for as well. <clears throat> so I've taken a lot of the scriptures that I've taken today are from the TPT. That is the Passion Translation. Okay, because it just opens it up. So uh, <clears throat> I've titled the message as What is Ministry and Fulfilling Your Calling? Okay, uh, so I want to begin by reading Ephesians 4.1. Ephesians 4.1. Okay. As a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you, this is Paul writing, I plead with you to walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high rank, given to you in a divine calling, given to you in your divine calling, with tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love towards one another, especially towards those who may try your patience. Okay? Be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace. Be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace. That means don't allow strife to come in, okay, within the brethren. Being one body and one spirit as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. For the Lord God is one and so are we. Okay, the Lord God is one and so are we. That's why I remember when uh, Paul, when before he became Paul, uh, I mean, you know, when he was Saul and he was persecuting the church and uh, Jesus appears to him when, you know, in the wilderness on the road to, I think it's Damascus. And he appears to him and Jesus says to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Because we're one body now. Okay, we're one with him. So verse five, for the Lord God is one and so are we. For we share in one faith one baptism and one father and he is the perfect father who leads us all works through us all and lives in us all he is the perfect father who leads us all works through us all and lives in us all verse 7 and he has generously given each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of christ that is why he says he ascends into the heavenly heights taking him take taking his many captured ones with him and gifts were given to men. He ascended means that he returned to heaven after he had first descended from the heights of heaven, even descending as far as the lowest parts of the earth. The same one who descended is also the one who ascended above the heights of heaven in order to bring begin the restoration and fulfillment of all things. Okay. And he has appointed some, now see this, with grace to be apostles, now, what is an apostle? An apostle is a one who goes and begins a church somewhere, who goes and plants a church somewhere, okay? So he has a calling of being an apostle on him. He has the grace of 
having that apostolic calling. And by default, you'll see in their lives that they just land up going and wherever they go, they land up beginning churches because they have a grace that has been given to them for that. Okay. Then some with the grace to be prophets, prophetic word. Okay. Today as a son, do you know what prophecy is? Prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Okay. That is the spirit of prophecy that the Bible says. It's the testimony of Jesus. And what does that literally mean? I really believe this. Okay. Every time each of you shares a testimony about yourself, you're actually being very prophetic to somebody else. And you realize even after you share that testimony, someone else bears a similar testimony within a week, within a month. We call in, in beloved, we call that mirroring. Okay. But that's what it is. The, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's declaring who you are. Okay. No prophecy will be condemning. Prophecy is always edifying, building up, reminding that person that they're a son. Okay. Prophecy will never be sin consciousness. Okay. It's because your sins have completely been forgiven, past, present, and future. So prophetic word that goes out calling sin, if the father doesn't see your sins anymore, then what spirit is seeing that? Okay. That's why we need to discern this. So see this, some with the grace to be prophets, some with the grace to be evangelists. What's an evangelist? An evangelist is somebody, a lot of people say I'm an evangelist. I believe I'm a son. And in, as a son, I land up doing all things. Okay. So I've, I've evangelized, I've brought people in the kingdom, but I've also taught them and discipled them as sons. Okay. So an uh, evangelist is predominantly someone you'll see where they have a gift of just uh, they land up ministering to people and people get saved. Okay, so evangelism. I believe like uh, Joel Osteen's ministry is strictly, is predominantly evangelistic. Like I know someone who, who couldn't get them saved for 10 years and tried to get this person saved and they hear something of Joel Osteen and they just, they fall in love with the father and they come into the kingdom. Okay, so I believe he works in that uh, evangelism and then maybe, uh, you know, teaching and things like that. That person needs to grow somewhere else. Um, some with the grace to be pastors leading a church, pastoring a church. Okay. Some with the grace to be teachers. That means taking the word, getting revelation out of it and really feeding. Okay. And their calling is now see this, all of this together, it says verse 12 and their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. So what is my calling and your calling? Okay. All of these all of these apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers, all of these fivefold ministries, okay? What, is their, what are they supposed to do? They're supposed to nurture and prepare the holy believers, believers to do their works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the whole body. They'll build up the whole body of Christ. These grace ministries, now see this. Now, where do they end? That's why I'm telling you, sonship is different. Okay, where does it end? These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness in the faith. That means it's everything, all of this fivefold ministry work is so that to mature you into a son. Okay, to, until we all attain oneness in the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God, and finally, we become one perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed in the abundance of Christ. Till what? Till you're coming to fully mature. Till you're coming up to a fully spiritual maturity, dimensions of spiritual maturity. Okay? 
Now, see verse 16, 14. And then our immaturity will end. And we will not be easily shaken by trouble. That means when the storm comes, it doesn't matter to you because you've learned to sleep. A son sleeps in the storm. Okay? But for the disciples, it was a storm. Okay? Then it says, nor led astray by novel teachings. That means someone comes and just says something to you and you're ruffled. And you need to check with another person and send that message or send that scripture and say, what do you think about this? What do you think about this verse? What do you think about this revelation that this person is preaching? You're constantly looking to verify something. Okay? Because why? Is because you're not spiritually matured yet. You're like a baby. Okay? And then it says, uh, nor led astray by novel teachings or by false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever lies. But instead, we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. All our direction and ministries, see this, all our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed head of his body, the church. For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. Every member has been given gifts for the growth of all. Okay. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. That means as each one is doing their own job perfectly, can the body grow? Okay, now look at this. 1 Corinthians 12. Let me read the gifts. and So I'll read these verses down and then I will speak more. Okay, verse 12. My fellow believers, I don't want you to be confused about spiritual realities. For you know full, full well that when you were unbelievers, you were often led astray in one way or another by your worships of, worship of idols which are incapable of talking with you. Therefore, I want to impart to you an understanding of the following. No one speaking by the Spirit of God would ever say Jesus is the accursed one. No one can say Jesus is the Lord Yahweh unless the Holy Spirit is speaking through him. It is the same Holy Spirit who continues to distribute many different varieties of gifts. The Lord Yahweh is one and he is the one who apportions to believers different varieties of ministries. The same God distributes different kinds of miracles that accomplish different results through each believer's gift and ministry as he energizes and activates them. Each believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit not just himself but all. What is it saying here? Each believer, that means each son, is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit not just him but all. It could be that you have a gift. And the Holy Spirit has given you that gift because it's all Him in you, but it's not really for you, it's to benefit all. It's benefiting you and it's benefiting all. The money that I make is not just for me, it's also for the kingdom because I'm one with Him. Okay, now look at this, verse 8. For example, the Spirit gives to one the gift of the word of wisdom. For example, what is the word of wisdom? Sometimes people are praying uh, I see this sometimes, okay, when people come to know, they're praying for wealth and prosperity. And then I just sit with them and just give them some wisdom. Start a business. What are you good at? What is around you? Look at that. Put your hands to do it. And then sometimes they are confused because they don't know what to do. So I, I tell them, start it and then see if it doesn't work out, start another business. 
It doesn't have to be, thus saith the Lord. It's all Christ in you. So just go by your desires. And it's just normal wisdom. You look at a business plan, of, uh, look at a business model and study someone else's business that is successful. Have a chat with them, see what they've done. And you can probably just follow the same things and you have the favor of the Lord on you, in you operating, okay? It's the word of wisdom. For somebody, it can just be, oh, take this particular medicine or take this, eat this fruit and it's going to lead to some divine health. Like my mom, when she had a polyp in her nose, the Holy Spirit told her I have radish. And, and now we don't even, I didn't even know, but radish has that quality, right? Like it's very high in like, I don't know what it is, like vapor, what, like cabbages, okay? But uh, she felt like a gasp and then she went to the, the sink and the whole polyp came out, right? And she had it like communion. But she was given wisdom, okay? So to one, is the, the spirit gives the word of wisdom. To another, the same spirit gives the word of revelation knowledge, okay? Deep insights about the truth of God, revelation truths. To another, the same gifts, the gift of faith where some people just don't have it for that, but this person just believes they can pick up a truck, okay? Or something, I'm just giving you something weak, but it's the gift of faith that this person has. Or to begin, uh, you know, uh, uh, I remember Joseph Prince saying this, that if he, if he knew that God had called him for this kind of ministry, he would have run away from it. But even as he, he was called for it, he said, I just had the faith to walk it also, that it would be okay, okay? The gift of faith. To another, the same spirit gives the gifts of healing, I believe some ministries work in that, you know, healing ministries. To another, the power to work miracles, okay? Miracles, turning water into wine, having some money multiplication and crazy miracles like that, okay? Uh, to another, the gift of prophecy, okay? Prophesying. I just shared about that. To another, the gift to discern what the Spirit is speaking. That means when you're speaking in tongues, you can interpret the tongues, okay? To another... Uh, the this gift of speaking in different kinds of tongues. I've heard this sometimes where people speak in different kinds of languages. Okay, someone says like, oh, they spoke in Chinese and uh, in Tamil and in uh, different languages and they don't even know these languages. Okay, uh, to another, the gift of interpretation of tongues. Okay, just like interpreting tongues. You know that the word there, the, the gift of discern, in another translation says discerning of spirits. Okay. So sometimes you can even tell like what is of God, what is not of God, and you can discern spirits. Okay, I believe it's that. Verse uh, 11. Remember, it is the same Holy Spirit who distributes, activates, and operates these different gifts as he chooses for each believer. Okay, verse 12. One body with many parts. Just as the human body is one, though it has many parts that together form one body, so too is Christ. For by one spirit, we all were immersed and mingled into one single body. And no matter our status, whether we are Jews or non-Jews, oppressed or free, we are all privileged to drink deeply of the same Holy Spirit. Okay? In fact, the human body is not one single part, but rather many parts mingled into one. So if the foot were to say, since I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, it's forgetting that it is still a vital part of the body, okay? And if the ear were to say, since I'm not an eye, I'm not really a part of the body, it's forgetting that it is still an important part of the body. Think of it this way. If the whole body were just an eyeball, how could it hear sounds? And if the whole body were just a ear, how could it smell different fragrances? But God has carefully designed each member for God has carefully designed each member 
and placed it in the body to function as he desires. Read that again. For God has carefully designed each member. So you're wondering like, why do I not have the desire to go and do those things that maybe this person is doing? And then read again, that God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. A diversity is required, for if the body consisted of one single part, there wouldn't be a body at all. So now we see that there are many different parts and functions, but one body. It would be wrong for the eye to say to the hand. Now, what does the headline say of that? I like that. No competition for importance within the body. Okay. It would be wrong for the eye to say to the hand, I don't need you. And equally wrong if the head said to the foot, I don't need you. In fact, the weaker our parts, the more vital and essential they are. The body parts we think are less honorable, we treat with greater respect. And the body parts that need to be covered in public, we treat with uh, propri propriety and clothe them. But some of our body parts don't require as much attention. Instead, God has mingled the body parts together, giving greater honor to the lesser, lesser members who lacked it. He has done this intentionally so that every member would look after the others with mutual concern and so that there will be no division in the body. In that way, whatever happens to one member happens to all. If one suffers, everyone suffers. If one is honored, everyone is honored. Okay? What is this saying about the body? And that's what I want you to see. Okay? Where Paul is talking about, the Holy Spirit is saying, the head can't say to the foot, I don't need you. Or the head can't say to the eye, I don't need you. Neither can the eye say to the hand, I don't need you. So we are all one body and each one is going, each one of you, God has deposited something in you that the body needs. So let's just take an example within beloved. Okay. God has placed somebody, say Hebron is our worship leader and God has chosen him and designed him for music. And he's got that calling on him and what God sees on him. Of course, at the end, all of us are called to, to grow into the maturity of a son. That's the calling of every son, just to be a son, to grow in our spiritual maturity. But in that, there is a little calling that every one of you has. And if you're fulfilling that calling that God has for you, then we're all growing together. And the body is getting edified. Okay? He's called to be a worship leader and that's what he does. And what is he doing in the sight? He's growing in the revelation of his sonship. He's doing what he was. He's being a son. But that's his unique calling that has been given to him. And in fulfilling that, he's fulfilling his destiny. Okay? For somebody else, it's just given great admin skills. That somebody else can't do. Trust me, I'm, I'm not good at that. I'm not, like, even if I want to be. But I know some people who just excel in that. It just comes so naturally to them. And I know it's a gift given by God to them. And for a reason. And so even as they're bringing that admin skill to beloved, guess what it's happening? It's just making it the flow more easier. Okay. And so each of you is called, someone else is just called for intercession. And so one is thinking, I'm not doing anything, but God has given you, you've been blessed with so much time. And so what do you do with the time? You've been given, you've been designed and you can just have intercession wherever you are. And there's, it's, you're just building up the body or interceding for people. Okay. And so what is Paul saying? Each one is called to do what they're called to do. Okay. So I want to talk about ministry. Okay. Like for example, uh, I stepped out to go give the word. Okay. 
not necessarily that means that someone is doing more and someone is doing less. I really believe the the reward of each one, if they're just called to do what they're called to do, I, I believe the reward is the same. Okay. I had this one dream long ago where, uh, uh, and we'll read that verse, okay, in Hebrews where it talks about running your race. Okay. And I had this dream in which I saw that each one was running the race, but this race was on ice. That means it's a rest. It's a finished work. You can't run on ice. What happens if you run on ice? You'll slip and fall. Okay, so this race was on ice, but so everyone had to sit. That means it's not in your own effort. It's Christ in you. And even as I sat on the ice, I saw someone was pushing, pushing me. So it's God doing everything, right? And guess what the prize was? There was no competition in this race. There was no who comes first. The, the race, the victory was just that you finished the race. So the victory, everyone got the same prize. And guess what the prize was? Just finishing the race was the winner and to not give up and to run your own race and how do you run that race not in your own strength you run it by resting and someone else was leading and i was just gliding on it okay and that's why we are called to to run the our, our own race so i had an amazing time at ministry okay i was i was in punjab i was giving the word hearts were so open and um, i really miss beloved you know and uh, one thing that you don't do as a son is compare Okay, just because you go and do ministry doesn't make you any higher than if you're not doing ministry. As a son, you're just called to be a son. And so wherever you are, I always tell everybody, wherever you are as a son, Jesus was not going and doing ministry. He was just being a son. And then wherever he went, his way was paved out by the father. And so if he met someone in his path, someone said, why is this man blind? Is it because he sinned or because his mother sinned or father sinned? He said, it doesn't matter. If he's here, that means if I am here and if this man is here, it's for the glory of God to be revealed. That means he's here to be healed. That's the simplicity of it, okay? In your path, wherever you are, that's why Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the Father draw him. That's why I believe in my path, whatever is in my path, that's all I'm focused about. Whoever are in beloved, whoever are with me, those are the ones I'm going to give life to. That's how a son, a son, a son sees, okay? And so, and in that, I have a calling. I knew that I was called to be in India. I, I, I came into the kingdom with that verse. Promise me just the way I've been loyal to you. Promise me, always be loyal to me and to this country that you live in. So I knew that I know that beloved has a greater purpose. I, I went on this trip. It was a two day trip. I believe God sent me to just open the lid and see, okay, what's, what's coming. And I saw so that I could be better prepared as we're going. Okay. That the message of the sun is because it's sonship that, that sets everybody free. Really, you know, and so what did I read about the fivefold ministry, right? The prophets, the healings and everything for the edifying. And then it says, but up until they all come to the oneness of faith, means what? Means that at some point you'll have to grow up from there. There was a time when I would want the prophetic word, okay, like constantly. And it, it's good. It encourages you. It's when you're down, you want somebody to just lift you up, to give you some encouragement, right? And it's all in the body. It's there to lift you up. Okay. But then it's at a greater truth when I can, I don't want to hear, oh, the storm will pass. The greater truth was that I'm a son. I want to overcome this and learn to sleep in the storm because it's not going to affect me. And after some time, prophecy seed, I came out of that hole like I don't need prophecy. The word is enough. My identity is higher and I choose identity. So for one would get, you're going to get healed. And God's word is, and great, they got a healing. 
but after some time they'll grow up from there because they learn someone can lay hands and they can get healed but after some time it's in a greater place to walk in divine health and learn how to stay healed and not be falling sick at all it's a greater place to be and that's why it sings all of these things will cease till you all come to the oneness that's why fivefold ministry is is dependent on the gifts okay and then it's a sun operates in the gifts but then you are higher you don't need them you you'll use them but i choose not to a lot of things i do i choose not to can i lay hands on some and get things fixed yes i can but sometimes i see where the person is and maybe i want to just like pull them a bit more and so i choose not to do out of choice i do it so that you will mature more otherwise you will see me as being the uh, being the source for a lot of things okay when my mom had called me when she had the polyp in her nose i could have prayed for her at the time and maybe should have got healed also but a dependency would have been on me but even as i knew that when she called me she had a polyp in her nose i said what mom what is the holy spirit telling you to do you're a son it's not in your nature to fall sick so i told her i said take 5 minutes out go and see what the holy spirit is saying to you and so even as she went and then she heard about communion she knew about communion so even as she's having the dal and the chapati and thinking of the communion her oneness and then she felt like having radish the spirit of wisdom came upon her the holy spirit gave her that and then suddenly the next thing you know in 5 minutes she goes to the basin the polyp is out from her nose from her mouth okay okay could i have prayed for her of course it says right if there any sick call for them anoint them with oil or you can pray for somebody i choose i just chose not to do it so there's nothing it's being wrong or right it's just so that you come to a place of spiritual maturity so that you're not tossed to and fro i remember someone sending me something about uh, a passage and asked me uh, this was some while ago and what do you think about this passage and they were already a growing son she was she was a growing son so i was like i'm not going to answer that what do you think about it okay what you, what is the holy spirit telling you about it so that you come to spiritual maturity so you're not tossed to and fro by any everyone because i can say something and then you go to somebody else and say oh she said something no 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 what is the holy spirit telling you about those things you know two days uh, you know i've been 20 years in the kingdom i never had to message somebody and say what do you think about this scripture i just didn't need to i always had the holy spirit telling me to do and if it didn't bear witness with me i just didn't take it i just knew that god is good that he is life if it gives me life it's good i'm going to receive it if it's not giving me life if it's representing my father in a bad way i don't want it okay it was the simplicity uh let's read down okay so if each one is doing what they're called to do okay let me go back to that no competition for importance within the body so just because i go out and do ministry in punjab doesn't mean now the holy spirit telling you that everyone needs to do that same ministry in punjab because priya is doing it okay that's not how god works i really believe sometimes when you look at the lives of david when you look at joseph and you look at esther okay god really prepared them and there was a specific calling on their life specific calling on their life to do certain things so way before david even led israel he went through some terrible things that really tested his patience his endurance tested everything in him it was the same with joseph before he became the the second in hand to pharaoh he was in the dungeon he was in the pits he was in potiphar's house he was treated like a slave and then he endured and so he he could he could take the things that god has called him to do and sometimes i really feel like i i just go through so many trials and i believe the trials are not for me sometimes it's to pave a way out so i never say why this trial i just i just ask god how am i going to overcome it show me 
show me my position right now. I want to see who I am. Because it's only through who I am can I overcome it. That's my, I never ask why. I just say, how am I going to overcome this? Okay. And why I believe it's because of beloved. Okay. So not everyone is, if you, if you're not doing something that you're called for and you step out of it, I believe that's where you, you, you see like you're not enjoying it. Okay. That's why God, it doesn't mean holier to do ministry and go out as opposed to just being a son, maybe at your desk, you're doing a nine to five job. You're going home and just the people in your path, you're just being life to them. And God will weigh that as just the same. So don't condemn yourself. Okay? Don't condemn yourself. Uh, it's another way, you know, sometimes people uh, look at doing ministry in, in, um, in, in places that have no, have no um, wealth as something higher than doing ministry with, in places that have a lot of wealth. And still, I don't like to compare those things. A, a lost son is a lost son, whether he's a rich lost son or a poor lost son. He needs the father. They're just two lost sons, okay, that are waiting to come home. Just because one has lesser wealth doesn't make him a, a greater, glorious uh, person to come in as opposed to somebody who has more wealth, okay? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Okay, so no condemnation for anyone, okay, who's listening. I want you to be a son just where you, you are at, doing what you're doing. And maybe God has just called you to influence one person. You never know that. Esther was just called to go before the king. That's it. She just had to be not even pretty because the Holy Spirit was with her. Out of the thousand virgins of the land or whoever, it, it was the Holy Spirit who gave a favor. God who gave a favor in the eyes of the king. Okay. And then what was all that favor for? What was that whole position for? That one day when it came to... When, uh, you know, that call was given for all the Jews to be destroyed, that Esther would go and reveal her identity to the king. And she would land up saving the Jewish nation. That was it. That was her calling. Okay? It was one simple calling that you had. Your calling could be just to influence the friend next to you. So God works in very wise ways. Okay? So our calling predominantly, one thing that God has for us is, I told you, the minute Adam sinned, his mind fell asleep. His soul got destroyed. Okay, and now that you become one with him, what is your, your waking up to who you are? You're renewing your mind. And so that is the calling of any son is you're renewing your mind. You're growing up into your identity, into your spiritual identity. And in all of that, within the body, you have a role. So you're not forsaking that. But within that, you have a role to do. So for one, it might be admin. For somebody else, it might be uh, just worship. And believe me, even as you're doing that, can the whole body grow together? Okay. I'll give you a simple example. You know, when the whole mic system and everything, I know I'm called for the word. Okay. But there are so many things right now about the church that have to be set up that there are things that only I'm doing. And then in that it is where each one of you just does your own role within what your strength is and what already God has already given you that skill. If you are doing it, do you know that the whole of beloved is growing and edifying so that so that then I can do what I'm called to do, that I can spend time and I have the time in the world and not be maybe doing a little admin things that I'm not even qualified at. It takes me great skill to do that. Whereas to somebody else, it comes so easy and it's done in five minutes. Where for me, it just takes a few months to do the same thing. Okay. And uh, that's what I mean. Each one is called and God has placed you and designed you with a certain strength in you. Okay. With a certain skill in you. Now look at verse... Uh, 27. You are the body of the anointed one and each of you is a unique and vital part of it. 
God has placed in the church the following. See this. First apostles, that means the one who's going and planting the church. Second prophets, okay, prophesying. Third teachers, then those gifts of miracles, gifts of divine healing, gifts of revelation knowledge, gifts of leadership, how you lead something, gifts of different kinds of tongues. Not everyone, now see this, verse 29, not everyone is an apostle or a prophet or a teacher. Not everyone performs miracles or has gifts of healing or speaks in tongues or interprets tongues. But you should all constantly boil over with passion in seeking the higher gifts. And now I will show you a superior way to live that is beyond comparison. Okay, verse 13. Love. Sorry, one second. Love, the motivation of our lives. Verse 13. If I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love, my words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. And if I were to have the gift of prophecy with a profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith that could move mountains, but have never learned to love, then I am nothing. And if I were to be so generous as to give away everything I owned to feed the poor, and to offer my body to be burned as a martyr. Without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate <clears throat> its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully cel celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. It extends beyond the gift of prophecy which eventually fades away. It is more enduring than tongues, which one day, <coughs> one day falls silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. Our present knowledge and our prophecies are but partial. But when love's perfection arrives, the partial will fade away. When I was a child, I spoke about childish matters. For I saw things like a child and reasoned like a child. But the day came when I matured and I set aside my childish ways. For now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries, as though reflected in a mirror. But one day we will see face to face. My understanding is incomplete now, but one day I will understand everything, just as everything about me has been fully understood. Until then, there are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. Let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. Okay? I want to quickly just re read that verse 27. You are the body of the anointed one and each of you is a unique and vital part of it. And God has placed in the church the following. The apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the gifts of miracles, the gift of divine healing, the gifts of revelation knowledge, gifts of leadership, gifts of 
different kinds of tongues. And then it talks about how we spoke about earlier that all of these gifts, all of this fivefold ministry, it is so that you come to the maturity of the son, so that you're not tossed to and fro. So that's where, you know, I keep saying that we have to come out of the fivefold ministry. Or not necessarily that we operate like the fivefold ministry. Do we see the gifts? Yes. But sometimes I say, lay the gifts down at the cross because we're going to a higher place. Okay. So you'll never see me prophesying as such something about your life specifically. I'll show you the word. So I'll say that it's not in your nature to lose something. You understand? So why are we doing all of this? So that we all come to the oneness. That's what the higher truth is. Okay. That's where we are. Uh, look at this. Okay. I want to read Acts 6. I've just taken a few verses to put together. Uh, Acts 6 verse 6. During those days, the number of Jesus' followers kept multiplying greatly. But a complaint was brought against those who spoke Aramaic by the Greek-speaking Jews who felt their widows were being overlooked during the daily distribution of food. Okay. A complaint came to Paul and all the believers were going and doing. What were, what were they doing? What was Paul and all doing? What was he involved in the word? Paul was just giving the word. Okay. A complaint was brought about those who spoke Aramaic by the Greek-speaking Jews who felt their widows were being overlooked during the daily distribution of food. The 12 apostles called a meeting. Sorry, this is not Paul. This is before Paul, okay, with Peter and all of them. The 12 apostles called a meeting of all the believers and told them, it is not advantageous for us to be pulled away from the word of God to wait on tables, okay? We want you to carefully select from among yourselves seven godly men. I think this is before Paul, okay, or after Paul. I'm not too sure. I don't want to say something. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think this is before Paul. Okay. Uh, so see this. Yeah. The 12 apostles called a meeting of all the believers and told them, it is not advantage, advantageous for us to be pulled away from the word of God to wait on tables. What was happening? Jesus had risen. God had given a commission to his disciples. Come on, are you going and preaching the word? They were going and discipling sons. They were bringing the word forth. Okay. And what was happening? Something came where something needed to be addressed. And what was it? Distribution of food to the widows. And so these guys are like the believers, the apostles are like, they held a meeting and they said, it is not advantageous for us to be pulled away from the word of God to wait on tables. A lot of times, free up a lot of churches, if the uh, you know, the, the pastors are giving the word and if they get involved too busy with admin things, do you know that you have made them busy and you're keeping fish? It's your privilege to give them, let them get time in the word. And through counsel and through proper wise counsel, okay, or wisdom would be free up their time so that they can do what they're called to do so that, and others are doing that. What is, what is required, okay? And so what were they doing? It is not advantageous for us to be pulled away from the word of God to wait on tables. We want you to carefully select from among yourselves seven godly men. They delegated. So they chose seven godly men. Make sure they are honorable, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and we will give them the responsibility of this crucial ministry of serving. They did not ignore it. The widows needed to be fed, but it is not the apostles and the ones who were preaching or their job to do it because they wanted to be with the word. So what did they do? They chose seven people. Now, guess what? If those seven people look at it like, oh, I'm not doing the word. This is not small and big. Do you know that those, those seven people were called to do that word? And in just serving the food to those widows, they were doing it unto the Lord because it's the whole body is one. 
is the same reward. That's what I'm speaking. It's not higher and lesser. And they were called to do that. And so God has appointed that, no, I don't want you to give. It's not about you going out there. I just want you to feed the widows. But if this person sits and thinks like, oh my God, what I'm doing is so small. I'm just feeding the widows. I'm just serving tables every day. Someone else is going out and doing it. And condemnation come to that person. And, uh, you know, but God wants you to do that. And that's all you're doing. And in that you're doing it unto the Lord. Okay. And what are you being? You might look like a little finger. But if the finger is doing what the finger is supposed to do, guess what is happening? You're equally happening the helping the hand or the eye or the head to do what they are supposed to do. Okay? And so keep the devil out in all of these. When the devil brings to you thoughts, okay, that are comparative, you put it, pull it down. You're a son of his blood. And each one has a specific calling within the body to serve a specific purpose. For one, maybe it's just taking the tray and serving communion. And that is it. And so don't belittle that that's all I'm doing. No, no, no. That is great because no one else is doing it. He's called you to do it and you're doing it unto him. Okay? Each one is called. Like I said, so look at what God has placed within you. And even as you're faithful to do what he's called upon you, trust me, there is a blessing awaiting for you. There is a blessing awaiting for you. Okay? Because when each one, the whole body is doing what they're supposed to do, then it is a healthy body. And it is growing forward. And guess what? When the blessing comes on one, it comes on everyone. Okay? When you feel cold, suppose you go into a room with AC. Does only your head feel cold or your hand feel cold or your whole body feels cold? It's like that because you're one. That's why it says if one suffers, everyone suffers. If one, that's why I say if one gets it in the body, everyone will get it. That's why then you hear the revelation of sonship is going everywhere and someone calls me and says, oh Priya, they're preaching the same thing what we guys are hearing. Yeah, because we're one. So if one gets it, if you wake up, everyone is waking up. If you get it, you know, I'm telling you, righteousness leads to divine health. Because if you see your body is filled up with cells. Now, cells, anything that attacks your body has to do with immunity first. That means they're not strong enough to fight it out. It could be at any level cancer, anything. It's like, it's not fighting back something that intruded inside. Okay. And that's because something else was greater and came in. Now, if you know that you're righteous, that means it's alive. There is no condemnation. There's no death. Everything in you, every cell in you is alive. No condemnation, no death. It's fighting back. That's what leads to high immunity. That's why condemnation kills. You hear messages that you're a sinner and you're going to die and you've done this and you continue with your flesh. And then you don't know at a deeper level, it affects your body. And people fall sick. Condemnation kills. Condemnation leads to death. The ministry of condemnation leads to death. But the ministry of righteousness leads abundance of life. And that's why the more righteousness conscious, and this righteousness is by faith, that I'm a son of his blood. And the more you're waking up, the more you're waking up. And so why did we have, we saw an amazing testimony put up on Beloved Group, that this person, he just kept hearing, within a few months, he got married. He met the girl of his dreams. He, suddenly his career started shifting. Now what is happening? He's just hearing, but guess what's happening? Righteousness, consciousness in every cell of him that was programmed to death, defeat mindset. He's just waking up to life. He doesn't even know it and he's stepping up to it. That's why I say just keep hearing. And what is it by hearing that you will see divine health in your body, that that sickness will leave. 
because you're constantly hearing lies and I'm a son of his blood. Oh, there's no death. My sins are forgiven. Past, present, future. No, I don't look at my flesh. I know I'm, I'm, I'm seated in him. It's by faith I'm a son of his blood. And at deep microcellular level, it's happening. And that's how your immunity is going higher, higher. All your cells know that you're righteous. And that's where you can kick things out and that sickness is gone. Okay, that is a higher place to be. You're the son of his blood. Okay, that was a message that I took up north. There is only one message, the message of the son. And what that your sonship is by blood. Okay, it's such a powerful message. And so what is the message today? Even as I've stepped out, I believe it's the same word. I brought it just in another language. And that seed will grow. That seed will grow. They just need to know that they're sons of his blood. Maturing up into who they are. Okay, confronting everything coming in front of them okay and putting it down through the holy spirit the holy spirit is i told you reminds us of three things of of sin of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me that's all done now you're all in, into the kingdom then of righteousness that's why i told them i said what is the holy spirit doing in you what did i tell mom what is the holy spirit saying to your mom and what did the holy spirit convict her of that she's righteous even as she's having communion oh i'm one with this blood righteousness means right blameless no condemnation no death holy that's what righteousness means right with god that means as he is so am i in this world she was meditating on all of that so he's convicting you of righteousness not of sin of righteousness and of judgment that this problem that you have the ruler of this world has been judged that this problem is under your feet and so every time i tell you anytime you're faced with a problem take few minutes out go into a room lock yourself and remind yourself you're a son and then go address the problem, you will address it differently because you'll address it as a son. And the minute you don't, every problem comes to make you forget you're a son. Deep down, some trial is always questioning who you are. And even as you don't allow yourself to move from that position, not become a slave, but you still hold your position as a son, you will see that very problem bow down to you, whatever it is. Try this, apply this, and come back to me and tell me if it didn't work or not. It has to. Because it's a son that inherits everything. Slaves don't inherit, sons inherit. Okay? Let me read that verse. Uh, <clears throat> where was I? Okay, so we saw how uh, it is not advantageous. I'm on verse 2. It is not advantageous for us to be pulled away from the word of God, but to wait tables. We want you to carefully select from among yourselves seven godly men. Make sure they are honorable, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and we will give them the responsibility of this crucial ministry of serving. That will enable us to give our full attention to prayer and preaching the word of God. That's how the body is. Okay? Everyone in the church loved this idea. So they chose seven men. One of them was Stephen, who was known as a man full of faith and overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Along with them, they chose Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timaeus, blah, 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 and Nicholas from Antioch, who had, uh, whatever, all... Seven stood before the apostles who laid their hands on them and prayed for them, commissioning them to, their, to this ministry. They laid their hands. I'll do this teaching on prayer, okay? But they laid their hands uh, twice in the Bible. One was for, the, for um, getting them spirit-filled, okay? So that they could speak in tongues. And the other time was when they were going out somewhere or commissioning them to some ministry. They lay hands on them, commissioning them into the ministry. God's word reigned supreme and kept spreading. The number of Jesus' followers in Judaism quickly grew and increased by the day. Even a great number of Jewish priests became believers and were obedient to the faith. Stephen was full of grace and then they continued on into the ministry. I think I put that a lot there. Okay, let, me, let us go to Hebrews 12. 
the great cloud of witnesses, <clears throat> verse 12. As for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathons race with passion and determination. In another translation, it says, run the race that is set before you. For the path has been already marked out before us. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. This is just like the dream I had. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us. So who is leading me in that race? Who was gently gliding me? It was him, okay? Who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this. Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Let me just read that verse in Hebrews, okay? Verse 12. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Each of you is called to finish the race that is before you. Run with endurance the race that is before you, okay? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Okay, my today's message was just about our lifestyle. What is your calling? Okay, how do you fulfill your calling? Just look within, whatever the desires are. God has already placed this within you. God is not going to call you to a children's ministry and not give you a desire for children. It doesn't work like that. It's by the desires that are placed within you. That's why I said in the, in the Old Testament, it was the heart is wicked and deceptive. But in the new covenant, he's given you one heart. After you became a son, you don't have two hearts. It's one heart. It's his heart. And he says that I will write down on their hearts and I will cause them to walk in my ways. So that desire. So I don't have a desire for music. Even if I do it, I might do some garbar. You know, means I may mess it up. I don't have a, just for admin and things like that. But some are really skilled at it and God has placed it within you. And so the, I don't want the foot to say to the little finger that, no, I want to be like the finger. Okay. Or the finger is telling the eye, I want to be like the eye. And that's why Paul is saying, if the whole body is the eye, it's not going to benefit anything. And each one in whatever you are called, some are just called, they're good businessmen. And what are they doing? They're just making, they're, they're having successful businesses to be able to fund the ministry. And in that, you're serving the Lord. But in all of the things that we are doing, even as I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, every day, I am, trust me, I'm being a son. I get trials. And in those trials, I'm overcoming because the, 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 the bottom of everything is that I come into my own oneness with Christ. So that we don't forget. So some people forget ministry and they're just about like, oh, let's just go evangelize. No, no, no. For a son, it's about Christ being formed in you. That's what Paul is saying, that I'm laboring so that Christ is formed in you. So we're not forgetting that. I'm not taking that away from anyone. Our main goal is running that race, that Christ being formed in me. And through everything that is coming my way, in all of it, in some form, I'm taking on my identity and Christ is being formed in me. That means his nature is coming into me. 
in some areas, you're growing up into that. It's not becoming like Christ. It's finding that it's all Christ in you. And even as you're waking up with all those situations, you're learning to walk in divine health. You're, you're, you're seeing that now you're becoming prosperous because death is under your feet. And all of the uh, things, Christ is getting formed in you. Okay? And so we are all coming into that oneness. And in that oneness, I'm saying everyone is called within the church has a role. And even as you're doing that role, you're doing it unto the Lord. Okay? And so in that, the whole body can do or the whole function or whole beloved can function. When each one is doing what they're called to do. I appreciate the help of just a camera getting set up. Because I knew it was not my strength. And even as I asked some people and they came forward, do you know that, that you were doing it unto the Lord? That a simple camera being set up that God sees that you're doing it unto him is because it is his camera. And so you're helping him. And so even as you're doing what you are called to do, it frees me up to spend time in that word. I could do it, which I couldn't do before. And it helps because now who's edified? The body is edified. Okay. And whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it unto him. And so each one is called whatever skills you have, even within beloved, I ask you, you know, look into whatever you have and how can you, you put in what you have, but not taking away your true calling of walking like a son and growing in that revelation. That's always number one. Okay. In that, I'm saying there's always a strength that you have. And in that, it could be finances and someone just wants to give finance. You're doing it unto the Lord. For somebody else, it's media. You're so called for media. You're doing it unto him. For somebody else, it's just basic admin and helping and the setup. I'm doing it unto him. For somebody who wants to come early and I want to just have intercession and you're doing it unto him. Okay. And so we are one body called. And when each one is doing your calling, their whole body is getting edified. Okay. So even as I went for ministry, if I went and I have a calling for it, and I'm doing that out of my calling that he's placed on me. I saw an opportunity and I went. Okay. And I gave everyone because I'm one. It was you who did it. It was, we're all one together. So you don't have to separately go do it. No, it was you who did it. You were there with me because we're one. Even as you're doing it, the camera, I'm one with you in that. Okay. So we're one body. And that's just the message that I have today. Because, you know, sometimes it looks like ministry and then I, I also want to do it. And the, the devil can give you condemning thoughts like you're not doing what someone else is doing. And so you need to do greater things, right? But whatever you're doing, you're doing it unto the Lord. So don't let those thoughts come, okay? Whatever you do is greater. And so God does and God just looks at it as like the same reward. So the, the race is just about finishing the race, okay? I remember, I just want to take, um, uh, you know, this... Uh, this dream that I had of, uh, okay, it was in, uh, I wanted to get it in the word, but I'll just share it, okay? I, I, I had this dream where once I saw uh, people drowning in water. I saw people in shallow water, okay? So I was, I was in the sea and I saw shallow water and I saw deep water. And then I saw people who were in the shallow water were drowning, okay? But people in the deep were not drowning. So I was wondering why, because you think like you're in shallow water, you shouldn't drown, right? And then God told me that the water represents the word. And so where you didn't, someone didn't have a revelation of or understanding of who they were, that's where they were drowning. But when you were, they were deep into understanding, deeper truths, and they were going deep where the word was greater, that in the deep water, I saw that the word, the water was, was taking care of them. It was like the water was holding them, so they were not drowning. 
but in the in the where, where they were drowning it was they were greater than the water and so in less water these people were drowning and dying and that's why even as you're waking up i told you the answer to your problem is not that the problem imagine it should be the other way if you're in deep water you should drown but even as the eyes of your understanding being enlightened the revelation of his word is growing greater and greater in you the awareness is growing of who you are your awareness was holding and taking that whole problem down they were waking up to it okay so i just want to close in prayer today uh, just about ministry about finding your calling okay it's just look within whatever god has placed you know that's who you are if you are in a certain place if you're in shillong god has called you to be in shillong jesus is in shillong and he wants you to be there and do the very things that are right just about you maybe it's a chai wala that you're meeting tomorrow and just sitting at chai and just being a son if you see someone sick in your path lay hands on them bring them into the kingdom after they get healed now you're making them grow into who they are introduce them to the father okay wherever you are at if you're at a call center the person next to you is a lost son speak to that person that is ministry for for us sons it's not doing ministry we're called as a son just to be a son that's what jesus was doing okay and then specifically i believe there are certain people who are called to do certain things and they have a calling on their lives so if they don't have a calling on their lives i always say please don't do that they're called to go to certain places and do certain things they were called for it okay and that's a that's a ministry and specific ministries that people have so let's close in prayer today i'm uh, let's uh, uh, pick up uh, you know give all the revelation that increase that you receive let us just lift it up to the father i want you to say this after me father i'm a son in your kingdom jesus you are my high priest and right now i give you a spiritual tie of all the increase that you've given me i just want to bless you i just want to give it to you i just multiplied back into our lives ora hadara rapa shivya darana masoria rapa shula hadara rapa you're just thanking him with all the increase that's come to you right now shukra hadala rapa bahudoria rapa seria rana mashikla hadara rapa bahudoro bapa kuloro ma father i just release rife light now into every word that went out even as i was ministering in punjab i thank you for the souls that heard it i thank you for the increase that's coming father that they know that they're sons of your blood i thank you for for uh, divine health getting manifested in their bodies i thank you for just life in their finances i thank you for life in their relationships i thank you that the seed father we just give increase to that seed i thank you for even each one who has heard this that father that you would bring them into rest that it's all you in them and that whatever they are doing they're doing it unto you and in that father they're giving you the greatest pleasure that they're just doing it unto the they're just being a son and they're resting in that position in jesus name amen uh sorry wait